0: Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Let's get back to some clinical content this week. Here's your case. You four? Okay. Yeah, we're in four. All right, buddy, you got a 23-year-old female, left lower flank pain, sharp, non-radiating, complaining an 8 out of 10 on the pain scale. Uh, started approximately two days ago, but no related trauma that she can remember anyway. Um, no meds, no allergies, no medical history. State she is a runner. We did administer 6 milligrams uh, ketamine IV for pain. Uh, EKG with sinus attack at 120, BP 130 over 80, 98% on room air. Um... And glucose is one thirty. She ate about 20 minutes ago, she says. Anybody have any questions? Okay, thank you. All right, so bad flank pain. The vast majority of the time when you hear a sign out like this, when you see flank pain on the chart, your first thought is probably going to be, especially after you've been doing this for a while, This sounds like a kidney stone. Let's get them some pain medicine, et cetera, et cetera. And the approach to severe, crampy flank pain, which 99% of the time is a kidney stone, is pretty easy. And that's what we're going to cover today. But before we get into that, the key takeaway, the main point to remember for your rotation, this is a huge point. Attendings are going to ask you this. Kidney stones are a diagnosis of exclusion. They're not actually that dangerous usually. It's like gastroenteritis or migraine headache. Putting that at the top of your differential on an emergency medicine rotation is not how we get like trained to think. That's not how we think. We think worst first. So, testicular or ovarian torsion, ruptured AAA, appendicitis, ectopic pregnancy in females all of which I at least mentally consider before I walk out of the room and say to my attending, I think this patient has a kidney stone. But 99 times out of 100, kidney stone. Flank pain means kidney stone. Common things are common. And so you need to get really good at managing these, and that's what we're going to do this week. Step one, I'll say it again one more time, kidney stones are a diagnosis of exclusion. So just real quick, not going to spend too much time here today. You need to be putting in your differential and at least considering, could this be appendicitis? Older patients, you absolutely need to be considering ruptured or expanding abdominal aortic aneurysm, AAA, maybe doing a bedside ultrasound. Young females, they need a pregnancy test to rule out ectopic pregnancy. And you should be doing a testicular exam and at least, again, considering testicular and ovarian torsion. Kidney stones are a diagnosis of exclusion. But again, 99% of the time, kidney stone, not too dangerous. Which brings us to step two, diagnosing that stone. You really have two diagnostic options that I've been taught at least so far. Option A is... Ultrasound, you're looking for secondary evidence of the kidney stones, the effects of a kidney stone. So hydronephrosis, which is urine distending out those renal calices, or lack of ureteral jets in the bladder. That usually makes you feel pretty confident that a stone is causing these symptoms. That's usually uh, pretty fair bet, although I have heard of aneurysms causing this as well. And, and sometimes, if you're lucky, you can even see a kidney stone in the ureter, which is nice. Ultrasound is cheap, it's quick, it's low radiation. But the one downside of this is you're going to lose lots of testing sensitivity, especially for other stuff. So for appendicitis, diverticulitis, intra-abdominal stuff that mimics kidney stones. And then your diagnostic option B is you do the expensive high radiation CT scan without contrast. And the nice thing with CT is that it does see lots of other stuff going on in the abdomen if you're not certain that this is just a kidney stone. But again, it's high radiation, high resource utilization. And so what I've seen a lot of attendings do is they do a renal ultrasound. If they're like Pretty sure it's a stone, or they will do the renal ultrasound first, and then they get the CT scan if they feel that they need to do so to rule out those other sort of intra abdominal emergencies. And then I've seen attendings that just get CTs on everybody, and I've seen attendings that will get a CT on everyone like the first time they come in with a kidney stone. But if you can look back in the chart and you can see that old CT, and you can see that they've had multiple kidney stones in the past kind of diagnosed then maybe they're more inclined to do the ultrasound pathway. But those are your two big diagnostic pathways, ultrasound or CT. But now, pause. There's three steps left. And with these next three steps, you're testing and treating and keeping in mind the three big reasons why we put people into hospitals for kidney stones. So step three is infection. If you have an infected kidney stone. That is a reason to consider putting that patient in the hospital. So we're typically getting a urinalysis on all of your kidney stone patients. Now, blood and white blood cells and leukocyte estrays, all of those things are found in an uninfected stone. That's just irritation and inflammation from like the, the stone going through. So we don't care as much about those, but nitrites and bacteria they are more concerning for infection. If the patient looks sick or is having fevers, at least at my hospital, they get a easily they get a call to the urology consultant, probably a dose of antibiotics in the department, and expedited stone removal, if not admission for removal of the stone, urgently. Uh, step four. You want to put in your plan, you're going to control the patient's pain and nausea. And so it is a reason to put people in the hospital for refractory pain and vomiting when they have a kidney stone. Now, the best medicine for stones is actually NSAIDs and specifically ketorolac or Toradol. IV works really well, but we do give opiates for this as well. And interestingly, if your attendings push you on this, a good pimp question on this are some of like the hot kidney stone drugs right now. There's current studies coming out looking at IV lidocaine and IV ketamine that I've read as agents to control kidney stone, renal colic it's called. And we redose and we redose and we get pain and nausea under control. And then we give the patient more medicine for home. And if you can't get it uncontrolled, then that's a reason to put them in the hospital. And then step five. Kidney injury. Now, kidney stones typically cause some like hydronephrosis on like an ultrasound. No big deal. It's not gonna like bump their creatinine and cause kidney problems. But somebody who has renal disease or like a single kidney and their creatinine is increasing, that's obviously concerning and another indication for admission. And so in kidney stone patients, I'm usually checking some electrolytes to get that creatinine. And that's kind of the five basic steps that you need to know. I will add here as a bonus. So Tamsulosin or Flomax, these agents, you are all just call them medical expulsive therapy, M-E-T, and Some studies show that if you give like Flomax to somebody with a kidney stone, it'll decrease the time that the stone takes to pass. So in addition to the pain and the nausea medicine and plus or minus antibiotics if they have an infection, consider giving something like Flomax to help the stone pass sooner. I'm just throwing it out there. Super controversial, though. That's my approach to kidney stones, at least. Let's go through this one more time. Remember, kidney stones are a diagnosis of exclusion. You got to check for torsion, AAA, ectopic pregnancies, appendicitis first. You can test for kidney stone using one of two pathways, either the indirect ultrasound pathway or CT scan pathway. And then you get the urinalysis to test for infection. You give them lots of pain medicine, typically NSAIDs, but you can also give opiates, lidocaine, ketamine to get that pain and that nausea under control so that they can go home. And then you send some basic labs to check your their renal function. And maybe you can consider medical expulsion therapy, although super controversial. You're going to see flank pain. And attendings are going to want you to remember diagnosis of exclusion. It's a diagnosis of exclusion. And um, that's the main takeaway for this week. So until next week, we're going to talk about this some more. But keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.